Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest reacted the Toronto Raptors 117 to 109 win against the Miami Heat Riker. This one came right down the stretch, an overtime victory. Uh, take it away with our first segment. For sure. We'll start with the comment of the day, eh? And it's the perfect segue into what we're going to be plugging for the near foreseeable future. Mr. Milk says, me, Hulu, you can see it. Hulu has live sports for after we're on all platforms. You understand it better than I do. It's some sort of meme, but basically, all I want to say is we are on all platforms. <laughs> we're blowing up, Ben. We're putting ourselves out there. We're on everything. So you find us uh, in the non-traditional places. You don't need to just listen on YouTube. You can download it and do all that cool stuff. But we're getting down to it. We're on the cusp of playoffs. Everybody mm-hmm. is soon going to be getting their brackets ready, putting the Raptors winning the finals. And tonight's game, it's a fun stretch to end the, the season because they're fighting all of the, the lower Eastern Conference players or the or sorry the teams that are still in playoff contention. So they're all desperation teams. Mm-hmm. And because of that, all the games have been close. This one was no different, sending it all the way into overtime. And we had some Siakam heroics. We had some Norman Powell crazy overall gameplay a lot of things went down so ben wherever you want to start go for it yeah you mentioned it the last few games have honestly been great tests heading to the playoffs because the teams we're playing against are really motivated to get wins and try and eventually make the the playoff seeding because the toronto raptors have everything locked up and they could have easily taken these last five or six games off but there's a lot of stuff to play for in the warrior we're currently battling with the warriors and trying to get home court advantage against them if we potentially play them in the finals so you know there's still things to play for but the toronto raptors could easily be resting but we're going out against these desperate teams and getting mostly wins aside from that jeremy lamb heroic late game shot that once again happens but uh tonight against the miami heat they came out ready to go but you mentioned the first guy we got to talk about not one of the starters norman powell tonight 23 points for him three rebounds seven to seven from the field four for four from the three-point line and five for six from the free throws Man, Norman Powell, we've been talking about how someone from the 8th man or below needs to step up and be more consistent and have some big games heading in the playoffs to, you know, really solidify their role coming playoff time. And Norman Powell tonight made a huge statement in showing why he deserves to potentially get that 8th man minutes going into the postseason. Well, you're certainly loving, you're certainly loving to see this because you are a Norman Powell guy from day one. I I'm I'm not I'll I'll be candid about that I'm not a Norman Powell guy but tonight he we basically outlined what he needs to do and what yep. all the players needed to do in order to secure that rotation if you haven't seen the video check it out we broke down basically everybody that could be on the fringe of eighth ninth man and basically if you're below nine it's guaranteed you're not playing come playoff time Norman Powell I said basically there's nothing that he can do. Uh, to make the playoffs or to be a a guy that's going to get any heavy minutes but tonight maybe he is putting in a bid because this is a, a really fantastic overall performance yeah, well, Norman Powell, see, I, I think even Norman Powell, even if he struggled going down the stretch, he's still a guy that deserves it because, you know, we need guys that can consistently put the ball in the bucket coming off the bench, you know, be be solid players. Obviously, a lot of our late position players, they can all play defense, so the offensive end is where they're really going to be judged. And people in the comment section are very, I think, on your side in, mm-hmm. in saying that Norman Powell is going to be likely the other guy that's going to play in the playoffs, and I was surprised by that. I didn't think that the fans really were as high as Norman Powell as perhaps you were, but there was a lot of consensus that people were kind of unanimously saying that they they expect that Norman Powell is going to be playing. Well, certainly. Well, he's shooting 38% from three the whole season. You know, he's averaging eight points per game. He's shown that he can slash. It's just at times he gets a bit too crazy in terms of yeah, driving. And, 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think Norman Powell certainly has the highest highs. And in a playoff setting, when everything slows down, I'm sure he'll be able to control himself and not do anything too crazy. But that'll be less to be seen. Great game from Norman Powell tonight. But a lot of players play great. And the player that Norm is behind, Danny Green, he was absolutely amazing tonight as well. 21 points from Danny, 5 for 9 from the three-point line. Continues to just knock down shot after shot after shot. How does it feel, Riker, to have such a consistent 3 and D player heading into the playoffs? Well, it feels fantastic, but I think instead of highlighting each individual player's mm-hmm. performance in this game, I think it'd be almost more beneficial, because you can, we can talk about each player and how they performed in just talking about the final stretch of the fourth quarter and overtime, because yeah. Danny Green, he still had it, you know, the, the beginning moments of overtime, he hit a three, then he hits a layup, he's an all-around guy, and his consistency has been something that the Raptors are going to have to rely on heavily come playoff time, because he's going to be the guy that's going to stretch the floor. Kawhi Leonard was getting absolutely pounded in the late game. He was getting no foul calls, and mm-hmm. so he's drawing a lot of attention. So to have a guy like Danny Green out there that's a threat, when especially when Kyle Lowry was struggling so hard, which may or may not happen come playoff time, it makes it a lot easier for, again, Kawhi Leonard, who's going to be drawing all that attention, to be able to kick it out and have confidence that somebody's going to knock down a shot like that. Well, you bring up the fourth quarter in overtime. Danny Green always steps up in those biggest of moments, even when he's not having the greatest shooting nights, which wasn't the case tonight. But he always seems to knock down the shots when they matter most. And hopefully come playoff time, there will be even more trust bestowed upon Danny Green. And, you know, the Toronto Raptors are really in need of those types of players come down the stretch because we've seen it in years past where people just haven't been able to step up. But now we have those veteran guys that can really have shown that they've been able to step up in the biggest moments, whether it's in a Raptors uniform or not. But our two main guys were also absolutely phenomenal tonight. And the the first one, Pascal Siakam, 8 of 10 from the field, 23 points, 10 rebounds, be able to slash big buckets at the end of this one as well. And Kawhi Leonard, 22 points, didn't have the greatest of starts, but those two guys are showing they're primed and ready to go for the playoffs. Well, he put them to bed, Pascal Siakam. And if anybody is still on the fence, if Pascal Siakam is the most improved player tonight, he outscored, mm-hmm. he outshot, he outperformed Kawhi Leonard. Of course, Kawhi Leonard was the, the guy that's getting, again, all the attention. All the he was yeah. getting absolutely swatted. He was getting, it was very aggressive. We said we're very hesitant to play the starters in tonight's matchup against the Miami Heat because they are a very aggressive, sometimes dirty team. And we'll get into and that later. That was, we'll get to that, but it was it was somewhat on display uh, this evening. Mm-hmm. But Pascal Siakam, if you were to say to anybody last season that you'd be banking on a Pascal Siakam <laughs> corner three to ice the game, you'd say, no way, Jose, that is not, it's not even possible. And now tonight's game, not only did he do that, not only did he make the final shot before, you know, the Miami had to start fouling, uh, in order to put the the game to bed, he also, like I said, he performed 80% from the field the whole game. It's absolutely crazy, this player's development. And if he, if the rest of the league can't see that, they're, they're turning a blind eye. There's no other way that he can't win this award. Certainly, you know, Pascal Siakam, the way he's just developed and been able... And he's continually done... He's getting better as the season's going along. His percentages are going up. Tonight, 80% from the field. You know, his defense is focused in on him more. He seems to just be adjusting, running with it in stride. You know, no pun intended, considering Pascal's a a very fast player running up the court. But, man, three for five from the three-point line tonight. And a couple of these were from above the break. They weren't even just corner threes. So... I'm just super impressed, super happy with this roster heading into the, the postseason. You know, Serge Ibaka seems to be fitting into his role off the bench as well. You know, he, he didn't have the greatest field goal percentage tonight, but 12 points, 5 rebounds, and he looks very comfortable just getting a lot of shots off the bench. And even though he's not getting the same amount of minutes necessarily, I think the same amount of shots are there just because he's playing with guys where the offense can run through him instead of running, you know, him being a fourth or fifth option with Pascal, Kawhi, and Lowry on the court. Yeah. 
He can really be the guy. He can be mm-hmm. the number one guy off the bench because Fred Van Vliet tonight not a good performance from him or Kyle Lowry. But Fred Van Vliet is not going to be the score first mm-hmm. player off the bench. He's going to be a facilitator. He's going to take open shots. He has a very high IQ. Um, the ball flows through him naturally, but Serge Ibaka is the guy that wants to take as many shots as possible. He wants to get open in the mid-range. He wants to huck up his threes from you know, time and time. Um, he is, I think, comfortable, and this is probably the best situation to have him in if defensive matchups will allow it to let him be the, the high-octane shooter or scorer off the bench unit. But, of course, that'll become a little less lucid or fluid um, once playoff starts because you're not going to see a full switch out. You're going to have just guys integrated into mm-hmm. in and out into this into the starting line of, I guess everybody turns into sort of the one thing but before we go into the comments Kawhi Leonard tonight if you're watching I guess the final um final moments of the game he had two free throws that he really needed in order to tie the game because Pascal Siakam I believe he missed one didn't he and so it's a two-point game he hits his free throws both of them I was thinking this is a big Kawhi Leonard thing. Remember when he missed uh, his crucial free throw against the Miami Heat, and then there was the whole craziness that happened. Miami Heat ended up winning that game, winning the whole championship. Mm-hmm. I always think about that whenever he's on the free throw line in clutch minutes. Tonight, two for two, and then they end up taking the, the victory. Were you impressed with Kawhi Leonard or not so much tonight? Uh, Kawhi, he does it night in, night out. His shooting wasn't necessarily the greatest tonight. You know, 7 of 19. He could have knocked down some shots, but you mentioned it. The Heat were being crazy aggressive, and the refs, I saw on Twitter someone mentioned that uh, the, hefs, the refs are trying to keep the, the Dwayne Wade glory run alive with uh, with some of the refereeing tonight, and Kawhi Leonard really got most of the hit on that, so I'm not really worried with that, but... You know, down the stretch, when the matters most, Kawhi Leonard really does it for us. He didn't hit that game winner over James Johnson, but, you know, late game, buzzer beater shots, they they aren't always going to go in. But he makes the right plays, the right decisions, and I'm really happy that he's leading this team as we enter probably the biggest season in Raptors history. Yeah, absolutely. But without further ado, segments. Let's get it. We have ideas for them. Let's do it. For sure. Tonight, the Kawhi doom like that play of the day. It's got to go to a play. Norman Powell, we mentioned how great he played tonight. He was on the fast break one of these possessions. He was, you know, going 100 miles per hour. Kicked it out to Siakam in the corner. There was a, it was kind of a crazy pass. Siakam ends up having to throw behind the back pass to Danny Green as he's falling out of bounds. Danny Green catches it, throws a cross court pass to Norman Powell himself, who ends up in the corner on the other side and bangs down a three. It was a hectic possession, but a behind the back and then a cross quarter to a open swish bomb in the corner. It's it's got to be the Kawhi doom like that play of the day. An open swish bomb, yeah. Love it. <laughs> all right, <laughs> but not all plays can be the Kawhi doom like that play of the day, and some just make you say, "Oh, geez." And Breaker, do you do you have any OGs plays of the day in mind? Well, the OGs for me, I didn't know how confident I should be in watching Pascal Siakam take that final clutch corner three of all shots but that has been his shot that's been his three point uh most consistent thing i think this entire season Mm -hmm. and we've been talking about how important it is for pascal siakam to get late game shots because that's likely going to be something that happens in the playoffs Kawhi leonard is going to get double team marcus all seems to be prefer to pass rather than take a big shot you know to win a game kyle lowry he's not been entirely uh, consistent, so we don't know if he'll be taking the shots. And Danny Green, if any team is smart, they're not going to let him take a three. So Pascal Siak could be the guy, and tonight he did it. Maybe say OGs, but a positive way. Positive OGs tonight, hitting hitting those clutch shots, the ice in Pascal Siakam's veins. But, you know, we got to end it off with the infamous, the one and only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. And we alluded to it at the beginning of the game. You know, the, the Miami Heat, 
They're a team that I hate it when the Toronto's, Toronto Raptors go up against. It's not because they're super good. It's not because I'm afraid we're going to lose. But it's, afraid, it's for the reason that I'm afraid we're going to lose some players. And tonight, the real Damari Carroll gold star, it's going to Bam at a bio. You know, they have a lot of kind of aggressive borderline dirty probably further than borderline but uh bam at a bio he had one possession where he set a screen and reflected back to last season when he took out fred van vliet heading into the playoffs and kyle lowry he wasn't you know kyle lowry's a, a big guy he's not going to get bu- pushed around even though bam is like seven two and 800 pounds probably a pure muscle but uh he set one of those illegal kind of dirty screens on kyle kyle just at, was having none of it threw him out but this guy can't be throwing dirty possessions especially this time of year you know trying to injure i don't know if he's necessarily trying to injure just be but being reckless on the court at such an important time in the season is just super unnecessary and you know at the end of this game too kyle lowry he uh he was trying to box him out or on the defensive end and bam literally just shoves him in the back he ends up on the floor danny green ended up on the floor you know he's like a, a bull in a china shop and in a very bad way in a bad setting so uh he's getting the damari curl gold star for me there needs to be some control, and there is a, a line between aggressive play and sort of allowing players to be uh, competing and to be allowing them to do some hand checks and some bumps without having to call the whistle and yeah. regulate too hard. And understanding when a player, there is the possibility for somebody to get injured yeah. and to highlight players that are really in the middle of this issue in and out, right? This, this is Bam Adebayo that not one or two situations this game, but there's multiple times that we're picking out this one player, not just the entire team. So you should really... That's the onus is on the refs. But luckily, no serious injuries. They've made it through. I think I want to give it to a little more serious note, and this is something that the Raptors really are going to need to... Usually it's not an issue, but El rebounded by almost 10 rebounds this mm-hmm. game, and a lot of offensive rebounds given up, especially in the last four minutes of the second and into overtime, allowing a lot of offensive rebounds to go back into more three-point opportunities. And against a better shooting team like um, the Warriors, or, I mean, obviously your imagination can, yeah, you can fill in the rest, but that won't fly. Allowing offensive rebounds, especially critical late-game offensive rebounds, of course, if it's a three-point shot, it's going to come off the rim far, and that's when the shooting guards and the and the smaller players, they need to still box out along the perimeter, and so they need to clean that up, or that's going to become a real problem in the into the playoffs. Certainly, and I think some of our wing players need to be more aggressive on the boards, because I think Gasol and Ibaka did a solid job at just you know being down low. Obviously, Bam and Whiteside, they're going to get their rebounds. They're two very big players, but especially when you're going up against other bigs, right? It, you know, because we'll probably face Joel Embiid in the playoffs, you know, boogies on the Warriors, depending who we all match up based. But, you know, when those bigs, because the bigs, if they're boxing out, the wing players and the point guards really need to come in and escalate, show, get the rebounds when they're fighting down low yeah, with the bigs. that's absolutely true. And especially if there's a rotation, if there's help defense that has to be played, mm-hmm. eventually a smaller player is going to have to box out a bigger player. And tonight, with you mentioned the, the final possession where Bam Adebayo came over the back of Kyle Lowry, but that's not always going to be called. It yeah. wasn't called tonight. And that's because Kyle Lowry just decided to jump with them instead of boxing out. And you, t- you mentioned the 76ers. They have a huge starting lineup. The Bucks, huge starting lineup. Mm-hmm. So these are big teams that can probably out-jump the smaller players. So the the boxing out, that's fundamental basketball. It needs to happen. Yeah, well, the one place that I think this should be most addressed is because the starters are pretty good. Siakam's a good rebounder for the four. Kyle's a great rebounder for a point guard. Danny and Kawhi obviously get in there. But off the bench, you know, guys like Norman Powell and OG Anobi, I think, really need to step up. OG's a guy, he's a freak of nature in terms of athleticism. You know, he's a phenomenal defender. You know, and his three-point shot is not going to be consistent. It's, it's not there this season. That's not going to change in 
in terms of a week. So we know what we're going to get in terms of the fact that OG is going to be an up-and-down shooter, an up-and-down offensive player, and we know that he's going to bring consistent defense, but we need OG to be a bit more aggressive on the rebounds and not let the things, as you mentioned, happen coming off the bench because he's a big enough body, he's a big enough athlete to do it, and you know those are things that you can adjust and change just based off your mentality and how aggressive you are. So OG, even though we can't really expect you to completely change your game right now, that'll be something to look for in the offseason, but we want to see those rebounding improve, I think, at least in my opinion, as we head in towards the playoffs. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's a bit of a somber note, I guess, to end on, but it is something that needs to be iterated because mm-hmm. it's not always positive. The Raptors aren't a sure shot to go all the way to the championships and win. Of course, we like to speak as much as possible in a positive tone about the Toronto Raptors, but there is things that they need to do, mm-hmm. right? If they want to be serious to contend this season, uh, one of the most basic things that can kill a team and especially kill momentum is allowing an offensive rebound, especially a long offensive rebound, to turn into a second chance three. And that there's nothing worse, yep. really, besides maybe a putback dunk. But uh, I, I'm confident that the Raptors can figure it out. And I'm sure that Nick Nurse and the defensive coaches and everybody, they'll they'll be looking at that uh, as well. They'll, they notice the margin, and they're going to be looking at um, the game tapes and telling the guys, this has got to stop. Certainly, and uh, to find, end it off, I guess, uh, Dwayne Wade, probably his last performance ever against the Toronto Raptors, so shout out to Dwayne Wade, crazy career, I wasn't the huge... Was there a jersey swap? I didn't see any. I didn't see a jersey swap either, but, you know, I, I turned it off as soon as the game went on, so maybe maybe it happened, maybe it didn't, let us know in the comment section if it did, but he had a lot of great battles against the Raptors in the past, obviously we had that playoff series in 2016, which was really exciting. I, I'm not the hugest Dwayne Wade fan, but you gotta respect a legend. Absolutely. Good way to end it. Certainly. Uh, You guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. We mentioned it. We're going to keep plugging it. We're on all podcasting platforms, so check us out on there. Riker, any last words? That's it for me. Cheers.